Welcome to Riot Radio. I am your host, Jeremy White, co-owner of Riot CrossFit in Jeffersonville, Indiana, the best damn gym on the planet. Joined today with Riot co-owner and head coach extraordinaire, Mr. Tim Cook. Calabunga it is. Calabunga it is. And coach Alyssa Scott. What's up, Alyssa? Good, how are you? I'm fantastic. Hey, it's good to have the band back together. Uh, after the first few podcasts, Tim had a baby. More accurately, Tim's wife had a baby. I don't think Tim had a baby, actually. Uh, I've been busy traveling with baseball. You've been busy with a new job. And so it's been a while since all three of us could sit down on the podcast together. That's uh, This is fun. Yeah, yeah. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. The band is back together, and I want to be the drummer, and you're going to be the singer, all right? Mm, I don't you, know about that. Would Maybe you want to sing for us now? No. I can get your backup. <laughs> Hit that high pitch. Okay. Uh, what are we talking about today, Coach Alyssa? All right. Today we will be discussing. Um, we've talked about in the past uh, discussing the kind of more the level one, level two athletes that we have in the gym. Um, when to scale uh, that goes for all levels. Um, but today is going to be focusing more on the level three, level four athletes. Um, and as I say in the gym, uh, if you're a mixture of the two, so two point five or a three point five. Um, and so more of when to increase the intensity of the level of the workout. Um, and also we're going to talk about mental toughness. Um, this can be having a better plan in the gym because we all know that if you plan ahead, typically the more consistent you are in the gym and just having an overall better workout. So tips on what to do before, during, and after the workout is what we Wait, do. time out. People legit plan ahead. Don't you just roll out of bed, come in with a full send mentality, go balls to the wall until you crash to the floor? Um, that won't work long term. <laughs> Why not? That, that's that's been uh, Tim's plan for like eighty years now. It's uh, that's old school. Right? That's old school <laughs> they, they still do that with the games. It's testable, right? Unknown yeah, and unknowable. True. There's a lot yeah. of valor in that, but uh, might not be the best for uh, our our practice and training, which mm -hmm. we want to do ninety percent of the time. It's more like competition it sounds yeah so Alyssa, explain um f what you mean by plan for the workout because in all honesty a lot of people do tell me anyway that a lot of times they don't even look at the workout in advance they don't want to know what it is because they're afraid if they look and they see it's 40 toes to bar and they don't really have toes to bar or they don't like toes to bar that they just may not show up that day and to keep that from happening, they like, I don't even look at the workout until I get to the gym. That way I always show up. And, and I understand that point of view, but how do you go about planning for a workout? Well, and that's actually a great question because if you don't want to look at the workout, I'm not saying have 10 pages of notes before you walk in the gym. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's, Maybe it's arriving to class a little, like five minutes earlier to look at the whiteboard. That's what I mean kind of before the workout. Now, if you want to look at it the night before and develop your game plan then, by all means, do that. Um, but coming to the gym maybe five minutes earlier than what, you're, what you normally do, look at the whiteboard um, or look at the app on Tribe. Look and see what we have for the day and kind of have a good idea on what level that you want to do. So like you said, if there's 40 toes to bar um, and you're working on your kipping and you're like, okay, well, I know kipping isn't my strong suit, but I definitely want to try. So maybe I'll do the knee raises. So I still have that working on that kipping, but you're not getting your toes all the way up to the bar. So 
You know, one thing that's pretty awesome is we as a gym and by we as a gym, I really mean Tim has done a fantastic job recently of putting out a, a game plan on our members page on Facebook. So the night before, not only are our members able to look at the workout, but Tim has gone very in depth with a game plan um, says, you know, this is how to attack this workout. Maybe break us down into sets of five, five, three, three. He's given a lot of detailed advice that um, has been exceptionally helpful to me. And I have a, have had others say it's been helpful to them. Um, is that kind of Tim, what, what you're going for when Alyssa talks about planning before workout? Absolutely. And, um, you know, for, for me early on in, in coaching, um, and as an individual, I had a lot of, uh, want to compete, you know, mm -hmm. CrossFit was a competition just like, uh, anything else for me in the past that I've done at a competitive spirit. So, for the past two years during the open, right, which is like our coup de gras, it's what we uh, what we train for technically, not all of us, but on a yearly aspect, that's yeah. that's where we peak at the end of the year, so we can celebrate with the uh, CrossFit community and see what our worldwide score or ranking is. So, um, the night before the uh, open workout would be produced, I would go in detail and kind of analyze the workout, um, not just based on myself and feel, but like categorized our athletes and that was the birth of uh, the level one two three and four versus rx or scaled because you know we've got like beginner intermediate advanced and then we've also got competitors so kind of like uh Alyssa was saying we've got mixtures between levels three and four um the same as we do between levels one and two so we've got like that beginner that's never done crossfit but has an athletic background do we technically go to level one for each workout? Is that appropriate? Or are they quote unquote, a beginner media athlete? So that was the birth of that. Why I decided that I wanted to, uh, to start to do that. Yeah. It's a little exhaustive sometimes to, to find the right stimulus for everybody. But what's more important is when you look at level, um, one, two, three, and four, and we'll specifically talk about level three and four, uh, you've got certain movements based on the day. And if, Toast of is one that we talked about, like, hey, that's not going to work. I ripped my hand doing muscle bar muscle-ups or something the night before. Um, would Toast of the next day be appropriate? No, you need your grip. You need to actually let that hand heal. There's modifications for reasons like that. So we've got our environmental reasons, we've got our mental reasons, and then we've got our physical reasons, which physical and environmental kind of go hand in hand. But if you're just feeling sluggish, your CNS has been taking a beating, right? Central nervous system, so you're feeling really sore. Um, low energetic, your sleep cycles are off, starting to mess with your nutrition, stress, uh, and just your home life. These are reasons to scale back, even as a competitive athlete. But because if you don't have that plan, right, the, the whole moniker failure plan is planning to fail. If you don't have that plan, you don't have that foresight and what you're going to do for the next day. That's going to take away from your end product. So we need to make sure that we're kind of reeling it back. And we always take those things into consideration. So Alyssa, it is okay to mix levels though. Um, you know, for example, I often, I, I will call myself a 3.5, generally speaking. Oftentimes I'll look at the workout and I can do everything in level four, except for maybe one thing. For example, maybe, um, maybe the weight in level four might be just a little too much for me. I can do every other movement, but I need to do the level three weight or somewhere in between the level three yeah. and four weight. Yeah. Um, and that that's acceptable and actually encouraged, right? I mean, you want to, as Tim says, you want to find the stimulus that works for you. Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, typically it's not, it's not a huge jump between the levels, but sometimes it's 
it's enough where you need to build up in between there. So for, I don't know, kettlebells, for example, um, sometimes we use, or saying from the female side, we use the, typically the, like the, the 35 pound is typically the RX, but mm-hmm. then some days if we have Russian kettlebell swings, it's the 53 pounds. So, mm-hmm. but if I've, if I always, if I've used the 53 pound kettlebell before, but if it's a higher amount of reps, should I do, I know I can do 35, no problem, but maybe using a 40 or a whatever, whatever the 40. The so, 44, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So let, let's take that, expand on it just a little bit without going into a whole lot of detail. Um, let's use classic barbell, right? Yeah. We love it. We love the barbell, right? So we might see an, an instance where it's, we'll go backwards. All right. It's easier to kind of structure it that way. Um, 135, 95 mm-hmm. men and women, right? Mm-hmm. So that would be our level four. Well, level three might be 95, 65. Level two may be 75, 55. Level ones usually do not exceed 45 pounds. Guys, yeah. 35 pounds, girls, uh, use a trainer bar if you need to and add weight so we can do, yeah. we can manipulate our body for uh, proper barbell separation. Yeah. That's more of what we're looking at for like our levels. Mm-hmm. But I am a big conveyor in information um, and my preference to get my message out is memes, right? Uh, I love them because they're hilarious and it makes stuff funny. But I live I, for a good meme. Absolutely. Well, I used a, a great one that I had loaded ready to put into the, the group and I thought, ah, we'll, we'll do this later after the podcast, but it was going to be Morpheus from <laughs> Nice. What if I told you, meme? We all know that one, right? Yeah. But I was going to say, what if I told you that there is a level 3.5 and you can use a 115-pound <laughs> barbell? You know, so those kind of things, right? I'm glad you said that because a lot of times when it's level 4 is 135 and level 3 is 95, a lot of times I will end up at 115 myself personally. Right. Look at all the weights and all the options we've got in between yeah. those two barbells. Yep. And that's cool. also in between the others, right? In between other levels. Uh, fitness is, is a spectrum for most people. So we've got to find out what's appropriate. Now, when we program in all of our levels, those are suggestions based on what I see personally to be the best for um, an average split. But also in our Facebook group, which not everybody has Facebook, but for those that do, let's make sure that, you know, if optimization of our fitness is our thing, we are looking back at that the night before when it's posted. Um, last night, it was not posted. That's on me, but also I had a uh, crying baby that I had to deal with. So sorry, guys, we didn't get that information. Last That's why I wanted to clarify when I said by we, I mean Tim is the one yeah. that posts that. Just because when it doesn't get posted, I want people to know, hey, it's Tim. It's not Jeremy and Alyssa or uh, Blue or anybody else. Jen. Like <laughs> but, yeah, we put that into where you can see the modifications. It's always going to be there. Um, for those that don't have Facebook, right, and that's our biggest thing that we can do, the easiest thing that we can do, um, trust your coaches. Right. So this is directly to the coaches. We need to be paying attention to that. And I know that you guys do an excellent job because I've come in and sat in classes where I've worked out this week and have heard um, our coaching staff actually um, say back verbatim the notes that are in our Facebook kind of breakdown. So that's awesome. I love hearing it because it really conveys great messages to, to the members, you know, and then for those that are trying to uh, reach to that next greater level. We say this all the time. We've got the best coaches around for sure. Listen, I've got a question for you. Um, I've thought a lot about this, and I haven't come to the conclusion as to what the right answer is. There's some workouts that um, maybe it's an it's an AMRAP, for mm-hmm. example, that I can do the level four, 
and maybe in the allotted time, the 12 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever, I can do level four as prescribed and let's say finish three rounds in the 10, 12 minutes, whatever. But if I did the level three, I could probably finish five or six rounds. And I've, I've asked myself over and over again, which one is better for me personally? Which one is giving my body the best stimulus? Is it better to go with the heavier, more difficult version and only complete two to three rounds? Or is it better to lighten it up to level three and complete six rounds? Um, I really don't know the answer to that. What, what, what would you say would be more ideal for for someone who is in that situation? And it's, ironically, the reason I'm asking you that, uh, Josh Gallman, we all know Josh, police officer, great guy. He and I did a workout together the other day, and we had that conversation. He asked me the exact same question. I said, you know what, man? I've been thinking about this for a week myself, and I really don't know the answer. I, you know, I'm not going to make up a BS answer if I don't know the answer. I'm going to say I don't know. I said, I don't know, but I'm going to talk to Tim and some of our coaches about that and see what they say. So what would you say to that? Um, it depends. You have to... That's always the right answer. <laughs> it depends. There's so many times I've been yeah. asked these questions about – you know, like, well, we've got individual training goals for the day, but as Alyssa stated earlier, there is a intended stimulus yes. for the gym, right? For the yeah. entire program that we have through the year. But um, depending on someone's individual goals as well, we can we can kind of play with that. Yeah. And if they're wanting to become a strength athlete or they're, you know, they're lacking in strength, but their endurance is great, then, you know, we can change that stimulus. Everything can be individualized greatest part about this gym is you have you've got personal trainers right right you've got your own pocket personal trainer in that facebook group use it uh you've got 24 7 access to coaches text me i might not see it but i can i can get an answer back to you but um a lot of times the stimulus is going to be uh pretty much put in our notes right to what we're trying to do and a rule of thumb is always uh intensity you know crossfit is high or uh What's the They're going to revoke my level one. So, uh, <laughs> say it out of order, right? So constantly very functional movements performed at a high intensity, that last piece, high intensity. Um, we want to make sure we keep the bar moving or the, the object moving. So a, a lot of times the rule of thumb is the 21 reps. What can you do fresh for 21 reps? doesn't mean that it'll be not fresh in the workout, but sometimes lighter is the option. Test that out. We've got practice rounds. So maybe the high intensity is the answer. For example, yesterday – the workout had a 200 meter dumbbell run. It was supposed to be at 50 pounds. Um, I stupidly took the 50 pound dumbbell and it took me a very long time. And I even walked a decent amount. Whereas had I taken the 35, I would have gotten through that run much quicker and gotten through more repetition. So I guess what we're right, saying is the higher intensity may have been to, to go down and wait and, and be able to go well, harder. It's kind of like the happy medium where you did 50 and you were struggling versus 35, no problem. Okay, but what if you did 40? 40. 40. Or 45. That's okay. kind of like where I'm getting at is like the 3.5 is, and also what Tim, you were mentioning earlier is you have what the 95 and then it, or 115 and then it automatically jumps up to right. 135. But you have 120, 125. Yeah, uh, 130. Yeah. You've got options. So yeah. always leave room too if it's in question or you're hitting your practice rounds like, crap i don't think that i can actually get yeah. through 135 the entire time i might be able to do the first round with that well what else can we do yeah just Strip because the weight just because right the options on the right board. right just because the weight is not written on the board doesn't mean you can't do it 
So. And that's some of the planning you talked about as well. If it says 135 pounds, if I put a 45 on each side and I find out two rounds in, I need to strip weight. Now it's going to take me a lot of time. Yeah. But if I put a 25 and two tens, then I can very easily strip weight. Absolutely. Yeah. So going. So now that we know that we should have a better plan for the workout, what happens when we're actually executing the workout, what goes through our heads. Okay. So going through your head, right. We're talking some mental game. Here. Yeah. Mental toughness. I, I like it. I like to get into this conversation with, with our members um, and with my friends, with my, my baby, with Piper. I was talking about <laughs> being tough and pushing out one of these poopies that she had because, you know, her little tum tum has been hurting. Right. I just like to be intense and I like to get that mental toughness in. But there's a difference between being a good coach, right? This is a little coaching cue here and being like a drill sergeant. We're talking pre workout, during the workout, post workout. Going back to what Alyssa was saying as well. Um, well, if you follow the first half of our conversation here, you've already got the first part of mental toughness out. We've got a plan and we stick to it. Right. Yep. Here's my plan. Here's what I'm going to do. If I've got questions, I'm going to utilize my coaches. And I'm going to optimize my workout for the day. I'm going to stay on track with that, make the dedication to myself to continue to train this way, pain-free, without pushing over and getting hurt. That's step one. Definitely step one is like, you know, no ego. The yeah. ego is going to be the first thing that's going to offset you and, and cause issues. You know, so is it better to, uh, to go down a level and work out for longer and put more time in training, get more time under my belt? Or is it better to just go full sin, as Jeremy was saying, and, um, I got that 135 pound barbell, but it crushed me. And now I'm so sore that I can't work out, you know, between, right. you know, Monday's workout crushed me. So now I've got to wait till Thursday. Right. Is that a good option? Absolutely not. Right. It always falls back to getting that time to train, but we have to know if we're overtraining, right? If we're too sore, um, our neuromarkers, sleep is off, stress is high, mm -hmm. things like that. That makes a lot of sense. Alyssa, what, can mental toughness be trained? I, I, one of the things, you know, I coach some baseball boys that come in here a couple nights a week and, and train. And I have found that it is translated to more mental toughness on the baseball field. These workouts inherently will make you mentally tough. But aside from coming in here and going really hard and pushing through some walls and some boundaries, are there things that an individual can do to train her mental toughness at home or before she comes in to the workout or when he is in the middle of a workout and he wants to quit? How, how do you train mental toughness? Is it something you're just born with and you either have it or you don't? Or can it be acquired over time? Sounds like a little column A, a little column B. Not to, to hijack Melissa right here, but I know that uh, we can we can possibly make a ritual out of this. And uh, rituals turn into habits, you know, and we, we use that opportunity when, when stress or, you know, something pops up to where we can practice going outside of our comfort zone to to do that and i mean that happens at the house all the time yeah for sure um it's a great question so mental toughness can be strength can be trained i feel like it's just like a muscle uh the more you work at it the stronger it gets and that goes for anybody um and a way to the first step i guess is what you what you should call it um find a this is for workout specifically find a pacing ritual a, a saying that you have whether it be a mantra a mantra yes. a mantra yes okay yeah um whether it be okay you got this or better get your ass off the floor Amen. There you <laughs> or go. something something simple like that um so and, real real quick on that before you, you 
change the subject. Yeah. Jessa, during uh, during labor, 24 hours of labor, it was just it was a nightmare for her, and I was like freaking out too. Um, never knew how mentally tough, <laughs> you know, my wife could be, but I saw that. But I told her my mantra, which is something that I use here in the gym. I used yesterday. I've talked to other people all the time. I use the same saying. I'm not sure that you guys have heard me specifically say this, but when you're in the, the thick of it mm -hmm. and it's long lasting and oh man, just survive to the end because you don't know if once you get to the end, there's another task maybe, right? Or right. Labor, you don't know when that's going to end. Right. Yeah. Right. Just fight to the, to the end. You don't try to survive it. Feeling good, looking good. I can do this all day long. That's what my brain, my mind, my internal tells me. Now I know I might look like a wet dog. Getting beat. <laughs> Obviously I don't feel good because I'm trying to mentally, you know, jack myself, but it's not just a, uh, not just a, a happy saying that makes me feel good about myself. It, it tries to retrain my brain. Yeah. You know, my coaches uh, used that in high school football when it was super hot back when double sessions were still sure. in the state for football, <laughs> high school kids, you know, yeah. mm -hmm. back before kids started dying from doing double sessions. Well, um, they would play Christmas music. And I've done that here in the, in the gym just for fun. Um, when it's real hot to try to get your brain to think of like, okay, now maybe that'll elicit a heat stroke because you're ignoring <laughs> but you know, there are good ways and healthy ways to use that. Yeah. The power of positivity, having a positive <laughs> mindset is immense, Absolutely. immensely important. But there is also a science to that. So now I'm done stepping over top of Alyssa before no. she spoke. <laughs> no, no, we're all good. Um, very, very good points. Um, and I, I would say to find something that transfers over into all parts of a workout. Um, for me personally, I think this really started a whenever we would do barbell work, um, whenever I would drop the barbell, and I think I've mentioned this in class and I try to tell the athletes to do the same, um, is when you drop the barbell, take about two to three deep breaths and step up to the bar. <coughs> like like you're ready for battle mm -hmm. <laughs> just and stare at the wall give it a death stare and just get right back to it and if you have to do that every five reps seven reps three reps whatever and if that works then do that i mean not saying that you Absolutely. have to do that um but that's just kind of what what's helped me and i started doing that with the barbell and then it's kind of transferred over to anything that we do in the gym. So all other aspects. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if we're on the pull up bar, I'll drop from the bar and take a couple breaths, stare at the pull up bar, get right back to it. Um, same with jump rope, even though I want to throw it across the room <laughs> sometimes, but it, 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 it can work. So let's talk about why that actually works. Um, and, just a disclaimer real quick. I'm not going to cite my sources on this, but I am going to go into a little bit of science. Yeah. And I'm going to explain some things. Yeah. It's the same as when I coach. And instead of saying like, hey, your acromion process and your shoulder is going to be, you know, range dependent. Yeah. And, and you are not a doctor, but you right. can just talk about them. <laughs> well, instead of using those terms, what I like to do is say, you know, instead of using femur, I'll say your, your thigh bone. You know, yeah. people know what their thigh is. So right. I'm going to try to break this down and make it make sense. I did actually go to school for this. Yeah. Um, just letting you guys know college dropout the reason, I dropped, <laughs> the reason I dropped out was to open a CrossFit gym so there's that but exercise physiology student I've got a little bit of uh, knowledge on it and I'm gonna cite my sources so you guys can uh, fact check me right we live in there the world of fact check yeah but so 
Alyssa was saying she started with uh, that death stare and kind of getting her brain wrapped around going to war. And maybe that's tough to think about at first. But over time, she said that that spread to other avenues, just like some of the habits we can have at the house. And I don't want to get up and do the dishes. I'm going to wait till later. Right. Well, what's more important? Playing on your phone, playing uh, Facebook games, or I was going to say Candy Crush, but I think I was about to age myself. <laughs> Is that a thing? Yeah, that was like mid-2000s. Um, so um, when, when we break this down, there, there is a mental aspect of it. And I've used a mind-muscle connection. I've talked to people about it, and it sounds really like woo-woo. But what is that? It's actual neural connectivity, right? Our central nervous system, our brain tells our body what to do. And there's a lot of reasons why, through training, we adapt. We're, we're adaptive creatures. This is almost defensive. Our bodies are defensive creatures. That's why we, you know, store body fat right? Excessive body fat. And we have to kind of manipulate that to where we can have lean muscle, lose body fat. Same concept as when we train, right? So when we're training our workouts, a couple things are kind of going on, right? For us to, uh, to get the most benefit out of these workouts, we've got to understand that there are differences in, um, molecules, right? Neurochemicals mm -hmm. and hormones that are produced, right? So break that back down. And I'm going to use the term uh, neuroendocrine response, right? So that neuroendocrine response is actually from the intensity of, of the CrossFit training. Yeah. Um, we go back into our, um, you know, our, our, our library, the CrossFit library. You can see where these studies have been done. Um, and it's not just me making this stuff up. Yeah. I will sort these sizes or uh, cite these sources, like I was saying. But break that back down. Um, we've got three main molecules that are released through these. Uh, intense workouts that are going to help us with, um, with survivability for the most part, right? So uh, acetylcholine is actually a neurotransmitter, um, right? So our synaptic connections. We talk about like, hey, we've got somebody that I couldn't do an overhead squat years ago, even mm -hmm. though I had an appropriate range of motion. Why is that, right? Neural connectivity, neuroplasticity, our body's ability to learn, these kind of things, all right? Um, adrenaline is one of the things that's great for you know, if you see somebody getting hit by a car, a group of people go and right. have superhuman strength and lift lift that car off of somebody. We see those things. When uh, the world kind of goes to, to hell all of a sudden and you've got that sudden burst of energy, that's that death stare that um, Alyssa's talking about with the barbell, right? So the, uh, the animal reward system is based on dopamine, right? Dopamine mm -hmm. is either found in us knowing we're on the right path, whatever that might be subjectively, um, but also chemically, our bodies can get a lot of dopamine from like illegal drugs, right? We just call it what it is, right. like cocaine and meth. That's one of those things that, that elicits that, but our bodies are always going to be looking for that substance, right? How do we not use a substance or the quote unquote illegal supplement, right? And do this the right way through constant training, right? So we know that our our bodies are going to continue to work. We're going to get that aftershock, that post-workout dopamine and, and, and uh, the, you know, the happy feeling dump. So once we get, uh, once we start to get that, our body's going to continue to push that. But it's also a nerve, uh, or I'm sorry, I'm trying to use the right, it's just an adrenaline buffer, right? So noradrenaline is one of those things that's going to help us, but also jacks our heart rate up. So we've got like the fine line between that dopamine and the adrenaline. What we do is we start to cycle that through and use those three chemicals a little more appropriately. So over time, when we train, those three are going to be kind of the pinnacle of, of how our body can continue 
to be physically tough at the same time mentally tough because there's a reward system for what we do so even though it's tough even though it's a fight even though you feel like you're surviving there is the reward that makes the next workout and the next uh competition even sweeter nice very well said so what we have talked about the mental toughness and the mental sayings during a workout and with pacing um but also during the workout ask yourself why you are struggling because we all struggle in the gym um every workout is different every workout is not easy um we all know that um but ask yourself why you're struggling are you in physical pain then that um or are you fatigued and what level is i mean obviously answer yes you are fatigued um but how much so if you're in physical pain you should stop and yes, go talk to the absolutely, coach. Absolutely. If you are in physical pain, there's a difference between fatigue and injury pain. Right. Um, if you are limping, if your shoulder feels like it's about to pop out. Um, Stop. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, but if it's, if the answer to, if you're asking yourself during a workout, why are you struggling? And if the answer is, I just don't want to do this, that's when the mental sayings come into play is no get back to it because that and that's when again that mental toughness muscle strengthens if the answer is i just don't want to do this right then i'm out of breath my legs feel like jello physically there's nothing wrong with me i'm not hurt i'm just out of breath and my legs feel like they can't handle another single air squat then what do i do um Legs feel like jello. Um, I think, again, asking yourself what level of fatigue you really are. Because, um, if you again, if you feel like you're about to collapse, then maybe, yeah, sit to the side. There, um, there's a difference between endurance yes. and, and stamina. When we talk endurance, mm -hmm. usually we're talking cardiorespiratory endurance. So, like you are saying, I'm out of breath or my heart rate is crazy high. Right. Um, heart rate being super high, I'm dehydrated, it's very hot outside. I'm a 55 year old man with prior health conditions. Um, how, how dangerous can this be to continue to go at this rate? Versus I'm a 50, 55 year old man, heart rate is, is still high. I have no prior health conditions. My legs feel like they don't have bones in them. I'm doing all these squats and I'm starting to lose um, a good squat form my knees are caving in and I'm starting to feel some sharp pains, i.e. stamina, muscular endurance is starting to fade. Now what's the most important? Now what's the, the most dangerous thing that I have to, you know, uh, consider first, right? Yeah. And things to consider, um, if, if it's to a point where you feel like you can keep working out, but just heavily scale during the workout, there is that option kind of going back to planning the workout. You want to plan, try to plan for these as much as you can in advance. So this doesn't happen, but sometimes that's not the case and that's okay. Um, but I think it's just more of allowing yourself to change the workout, telling yourself it is okay. Right. If, if you are in pain, but you, you just want to move or if it's like a nagging something that you have, but if, if this scaling option doesn't hurt, but this one does, then do the one that doesn't cause you pain. Mm -hmm. That's kind of where I'm getting at. So, and a lot of that's it's common sense, but for for some of our newer folks, they're not going to understand that. When when we actually take that same concept, that same question, 
and we apply it to our level three, level four members that are uh, looking for optimization or actual athletic competition, um, just trying to be the best, do the best. We, we want to look at that same um, question and, and wrap it around, uh, not just what's safe, but what, what can we do mentally to, to kind of fix it immediately, yeah. right? So um, we want to make sure that we're sticking with uh, the 21 rep, kind of the uh, rule of thumb, can I handle this barbell for X yeah. amount of time, right? Um, or, or do I need to, uh, to scale down? So, yeah, for sure. Um, and then briefly talked about after the workout, um, reviewing your progress. So if you, if you have an instance where you had the scaling option cause you pain, but this one didn't, okay. Use that scaling option for future workouts. Um, and did you, could you have increased weight or decreased weight on say a barbell, dumbbell, whatever, use this scaling option versus this one kind of already touched on that. Which by the way, that's why we ask everyone to log their workouts in yes. a tribe. And there is a note section that yeah. we ask people take advantage of that, right? How you felt that day. Uh, did you get enough sleep? Um, had you not eaten that day? Did you feel strong today? Did you feel weak today on push presses? Yeah. Uh, at 135 pounds or whatever, write that stuff down. And that's sure. part of what we're talking about, the after the after, uh, after throwdown review, review yeah, right? For sure. So uh, that goes back into the what's the three things I could have done. Better. You don't have to write that information in, but yeah. I promise you that the more descriptive you are in your notes, you yeah. will see these workouts pop up again. And there's a reason why they all have yeah. names. So they're easily referenced. And if you're like, oh, man, that workout that had the name Helen, it sure did feel like hell. Right. Yeah. And you're like, okay, yeah. Oh, what are we doing? Hell spawn. That's the name of the workout. Right. Just for instance, um, or, or maybe it was like Charlie Brown. Wow. Charlie Brown gave me those Charlie Brown little legs during the workout. Same concept. Right. Um, and I think the dumbbell runs why they call it Charlie Brown. <laughs> Short little Charlie Brown. Runs, <laughs> oh right? man. Airborne shuffle. Yeah. But, um, one thing too is, you know, did I, did I follow like an 80, 20 rule? Did I go 80% intensity for 80% of the, uh, the workout and for the last 20%, did I do a hundred percent sprint for the finish? Hmm. When I do that big sprint, when it's safe, that leads to a huge adaptation as well. Yes. So it's not just, just fight and survive. And it happens to all of us. Yeah. Write sure. that in your notes that I have to fight to survive this workout. Or was I able to control my pace and then really finish strong, finish with an emphasis. Hmm. Um, and that takes time, right? That's when you become like more level four or, you know, see guys, maybe you're ready to go to level five where there might be a competitive gym out there somewhere. That's you great advice because we all see people and I'm still guilty of this to this day. We see people who go out too hard and then tank yeah. versus learning to control the pace so you can finish strong. I will write that in my notes all day long, all day long. Yeah. And I will, you guys will see it a lot of times where I say like, came out of the gate too hot. Yeah. <laughs> I like to put that stuff uh, as far as those aspects, but I'm starting to uh, give myself a little ranking system as well on my hydration, yeah. on my nutrition, on my sleep. And the reason why is I've had two workouts this week so far that I've had zero sleep during the night. Oh, so gosh. It's rough, but I add that in. I'm like, okay, I know that obviously I'm going to crush this same workout next year, next six months when it comes up if I just have four hours of sleep. Versus right. Zero. Right. But that's not everything. It's not always going to be that way. Sometimes going without sleep, is unsafe for a person like me that has to actually have that as part of his job. My, my dual careers, military, uh, you know, emergency services. 
sometimes you don't have that luxury of sleep and it's it's almost a training tool that i find useful for myself and this is a disclaimer for 99 percent of us it's not going to be useful for you if that's not part of your job right yeah. if that's not part of your life right be safe yeah, but sure. sometimes it's it's what we have to do in life you know but that also adds to that mental aspect right mental toughness you practice these things it's 4 a.m i'm looking at my my daughter who i love more than anything but she is not sleeping she's crying she's not eating her bottle and i know like i am going to as soon as i get this done i'm going to sleep the day away or when she's done fussing around at five o'clock and you know the, me and the wife take shifts like the coyote and sheepdog on warner brothers cartoons right or, or looney tunes or whatever like when we when we take those shifts i'm like all right i'm gonna go get this workout done it's going to help me for a little mental toughness, but I know that maybe today's not a level four day. Maybe today's a level two day. Right. And that's still practicing some of that mental toughness sure. because I want to be safe. Yeah. Right. Check here. You go out the door. <laughs> Absolutely. We always be say smart. that. Be smart. A lot of times it's just the same as I do for me. Yeah. Guys. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Alyssa, we're, um, we're on a 30 minute time cap and we're almost out of time here. We've got about one minute left. Are there any parting shots before we go? No, I think pretty much uh covered everything i just want to talk about briefly just after the workout um make sure you just review the process of what the workout is so then you can again better plan for future workouts so just want to throw that in there as like a little last remark so just talk about the before during and after so that's all i got sounds good very important right that's right what do we need to do what happened what are three things that can be better what are three things that did good Makes a lot of sense. Well, guys, that's a wrap on this episode of Riot Radio. Thank you for listening. Tim, Alyssa, thank you. And we'll be back again next week. Exactly. See All right, guys. guys. See ya. See ya.